Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. The podcast where we talk about marketing and, and money. money. It's a bank marketing podcast. A marketing by podcast way, of banking. By the way, thank you to our listeners. Thank you for being here. Oh, don't tell that one. No, can't do it. No, I'm not going to tell it. I'm just saying thank you for being here. Okay. okay. I'm going to tell... That's an inside joke. I'm going to tell the the listeners, though, if you're a new listener, specifically thank you for being here. Because our numbers are up like 50%. Big time. So we got three new listeners. Yeah. By the way, your haircut looks good. Thank you. It's nice. Your mustache does, does not. not look good. I told, I told John, he wants to get like the little uh, 78, 82 era Jimmy Buffett mullet because he's got a full handlebar caterpillar. And I just said he would look... It's a maturity. It's he, almost a butterfly. He would look dumb. But he would be the coolest looking, dumb looking guy you ever saw. <laughs> we may have to post a, a mug shot because it's really distracting. Eh, eh, I don't know. He's got a it. It's impressive. Anyway, thank you uh, for listening. Thank you, new listeners. Hopefully, you're getting some va- value. Value. As we say, if you're new to this, we know I'd say value, but we like to play with words. Today we flipped the script, and Josh is going to be the host, and I'm going to be the color commentary. And um, since I'm a planner, um, I don't just show up. That's right. And I'm a boss. I did this like a boss. And someone else, I delegated the subject to someone else. And that's longtime listener, Sean Carson. Ah. I wish I had like a recording. From Walla Walla, Washington. Olympia. Nah, close. Uh, no, not really. Not really. Actually, <laughs> not, that, not that close. Um, by the way, any of you who haven't been to Washington State, beautiful, beautiful state. Coast, gorgeous. Spokane, Coeur d'Alene area, gorgeous. Middle's beautiful, just nothing there. Yeah. Seattle, go in their sports. Because if not, eh, You do the tour stuff in about eh, about a half a day. And it's real rainy. It didn't rain while we were there. Oh, that's because I was there. Ah, I control the weather. Mr. Sunshine. I control the weather. Sean's a good friend. Unlike uh, John. Sean, John. Sean, John. Sean has trademark. Can't say big, Big feet. Big feet guy. Yeah. Like a size 17 on this horse. Mm. He goes out and... Ref. In the Washington woods and makes footprints to make him think Bigfoot. Is As he is around. Bigfoot. He is Bigfoot. Secrets out, Sean. Sorry. Has a very good, um, a very good question. Did I think maybe some of our? I think maybe he some emailed our, in with a very. I, I said if hypothetical. The the short <laughs> version. We've referenced one podcast the next. Now we advance and things like that. But where do we learn? What what do we do to learn? Like, where do we get the knowledge that we're sharing? Which is kind of like, hmm, we've never substantiated. We could just be full of crap. I even said at one point, like, why don't we just tell the public lies and tank all the banks? Ooh, I can make a lot of jokes, but I won't. I would never do that. We This is a good platform to share knowledge. But where do we get that knowledge? You know, and, and how do we share that knowledge with our staff? You know, since I have an agency, John has a staff of 
seven, nine, eight, nine. nine. And pins. There's a couple extras. Hey, John says he this. has a staff of nine, so he doesn't lie. Actually, he's saying German for no. Nine. Yes, exactly. I actually have no staff. Nine. I've got one part-timer. Do I count myself? No, I don't count. So it's Twice. Catch me, we'll myself, say, and we'll I. We'll say seven full-timers. Okay, How's seven that? full-timers. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> where, how do we share the information? And So I want to talk for a little bit about sort of what I guess what sets us apart because it, it made me think like well where where do we because I guess what Sean's really trying to do is circumvent us and go straight to the source like is there a way I could get the knowledge that you guys share without having to listen drinketh to from the cuppeth huh and I think I think the answer is actually relatively simple yet very difficult and probably the basis of why John and I are friends and work together so closely and so well quick Backstory, Mavis Agency formed 2008, January, September, everything changed. John, you know, we, we were working together before this, but wasn't always just a bank marketing firm. We made that that change in 16 or 17, 2016, 2017. But the thing that we found out is I didn't know we were a bank marketing firm. Then we saw what we were doing for Renaissance, and it wasn't really being done elsewhere in the marketplace. Not a plug for us, but we are um, the best bank marketing firm. So... The difference that we found as we looked around is that that John and I both like to take risk, but mitigated risk within marketing. Like, and, and the way we were able to take risk, and you've heard us say, is the best marketed banks are five to ten years behind the marketing curve. Not just behind, but behind the Amazons and those cutting well, edge. Well, any advertisers, beers, mobile. Yeah. Cars, but, but, like whatever. And, and everybody else is about 15 or 20 years behind. But here's the thing. That doesn't mean left behind. You're just – there's no reason to be out at the cutting edge. So I think that the expertise that John and I developed was looking in that sort of no man's land of Budweiser, Keith, Keith Stone, Pepsi, Amazon, Nike, that Vanguard. And sort of picking and choosing, because I think a lot of our stuff, we, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Picasso said, good artists borrow, great artists steal. In other words, you make it, you steal it so well, you make it your own. I don't think we've necessarily stolen anything that I would admit to, but looking at the pacing, I think that I, I think where, where we're learning is outside of banking. And this is, I guess, the core lesson to fast forward to the back of the book. Not, you, not necessarily you, Sean, but I think the industry has a really bad habit. And I talked about this maybe in last podcast, that bank execs want like this super demonstrable experience. Where have you marketed another bank just like us so I don't have any risk? Banks look at banks too much. The kiss of death for me in our bank, and if, and if Ren's not bankers listen to this, I'll tell, I would tell this to your face. But since we can't see each other due to social distancing, I'll tell it to your mask, or I'll say it anyway. Uh, the kiss of death to me is when you walk in and, and show me a postcard or a direct mail piece or a campaign from two or three other banks. Like I saw this bank doing this and this bank doing this. Yeah. It's nice to know what competition is doing, but not for me to do it for me not to do it. And that's kind of the way I look at it is you walk in and go, well, look at this thing they're doing. And I might go, okay, uh, I know what we're not doing now. And even if it's good to Josh point, yeah, you can steal the premise of the idea and repurpose it for you. Uh, which who hasn't done that? You could probably find every marketing marketer. It's in the, it's in, marketer it, got something from somewhere. Well, even in the Christian Bible, it is. There's nothing new under the sun. That's a quote. It, we often look way too much at what other banks do instead of. And looking, then we look way too much like each other. Well, and 
60-some percent have the same name, so you've already got the same name, or a common word. To another bank. To another bank. Then you've got the same products. Then you've got the same regulators. Then you've got the same-looking employees with the same dress code in the same town with the same talk. And now your business division has a tagline like, we mean business. Bank on us. Yeah. You can bank on us for your success. To your point, okay, let's talk about where we learned it. My background was in politics. And I, and oh yeah, we actually did learn for for better for worse. I learned from from some pretty good guys that ran George Bush's campaign in 2000, and good or bad, depending on what you think. They, they are good practitioners of the tactics of politics. Whether or not you believe in the issues or not is another thing. John's mentor is Ari Fleischer. But being able to no, but that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've met Ari. Yeah, well, but, uh, worked yeah. with his wife. But anyway, um point to that is i learned a lot by watching them and you can take politics seems to be fast run going out of sale campaigns because you have a date that everything has to end even on. if you win it, you're done win or lose you're done on that date and then you start your new business if you want to look at it as a metaphor and then it goes out of business on that next election you yep. raise the money you put your tactical products in so i really learned it there by following um a guy named chris neely who used to work for lee atwater and then after that carl rove and some of his people and I, I mean, I laugh to say this. I'm on. I was mentioning Carl Rove's book as his driver at one point. So it's like it's funny that I didn't know that. I didn't know that because page two forty one, I believe, in his book. But anyway, well, the, here's the funny thing because that's one of our jokes, lie jokes. Is I knew Hulk Hogan's hairdresser, <laughs> which is, I drove Carl Rove to the airport with a guy named Chris Hennick that I think worked for Citibank or something after he left the deal. But anyway, to the airport the night Al Gore conceded the election during the recount. The hanging Chad thing. And I almost wrecked the car because it was snowing. In, uh, at, I believe it was Dulles Airport. It was snowing. And I drove him up there and I spun the car around a 360 on the road and got straightened out. And they were like, you've got to get to this airport. We've got to get to Austin uh, for the announcement the, and yeah. to write a speech because they were writing the acceptance speech. And getting and so I, anyway, I was the one driving them. I heard all the conversation. Now, look. I was 24 years old driving the car. I and was, John, at 40, is, if 20 years later, is still st- not a good driver. Still can't drive. Terrible driver. Yes, I'm an above average driver. I'm a below average driver. I'm the worst driver you'll know. That one's actually a true statement. It is. It is. So, But my point of telling this is some osmosis, you're around the people, yeah. you're learning it. Some of it getting to do it, you know, oh, John, go run a mayor's campaign. Go run a congressional campaign. Did that. Took that, went back to executive school, went and got a master's. So some of that put in some of the political stuff, and then some of it just kind of learning from other marketers. And, and look, sometimes we kind of laugh at the conferences and stuff because a lot of it's old and same sharing, but every conference I go to, I probably pick up, no joke, two to three little things. And it might be as small as like, turn off the YouTube ads in your advertisements, or it might be something as, you know, as big as a whole new strategy. But all this together, and plus just, I guess, just somewhat being smart and risk you know, able to take on risk. I would say the general thing, and I'll tell you because I, I will take on risk, yeah. not not UDAP risk or something stupid. Yeah, but but I'm talking about like to we'll be try different. A thing. Yeah, we'll I'll use try budget. something. I would tell you this. I mean, I think there's two factors that that I won't, and I'll tell a little bit about my background and what I think sets me apart, which is weird. Banks look at other banks, and then banks aren't willing to try a thing. I swear. I mean, again, I went over it in the last podcast or the podcast before last. Just had a call about it that was the same thing, and we decided to move on from that that potential client. Do something unique, but show me where another bank has done this. Yeah, and it was just like, at some point, you have to take a risk. It's no knock on them. I just knew it wasn't—they weren't buying what I was selling. 
you and I had an alignment on tactical and measured risk. Like, well, it worked for Pepsi, for for American Airlines, and for Budweiser, and being able to see the common threads going from one to the next and being able to make that um, that call. But again, not big risk, but try a thing that another bank hasn't done, see what worked and what didn't work about it, and try another thing. But I guess, to John's point, but where do you get that idea to try? And I'll tell you my secret to it. If you talk to anybody, a musician, the things I have jealousy of, like a really great golfer that just, you know, you know, scratch golfer or a musician that can just pick up a guitar and shred or pick up any instrument or like a singer. But you don't see what they did to get there. You don't ever see what they did to get there. And so, because I've never said this to you unless you listen to Ben Pankinen, because I said this to him on his social assurance call. Thanks for having us on, Ben. Love you, bud. Didn't have me on, Ben. Miss Thanks. You. Yeah, you got to have Johnny on. No, you don't. Well. <laughs> I'd, I would do it, but I don't think you need to have me on. Just have me on. <laughs> but, but this is my tip is you have to know everything. Don't be surprised if you can't come up with an idea if you haven't immersed yourself in the world. That's what I mean by that. And one of the other things I think is both common to John and me and what is a diverse, wide, ridiculous, open-minded, voracious appetite for information. You should, if, if people knew that we, we have a constant text stream going throughout the day and half the ideas come say, out of a text stream and it's, yeah. it's ridiculous it's it's some stupid idea of like some story in people like hey did you see what this celebrity did married to scientific american um he wrote this song some, can we buy the song oh but that would make a really good checking campaign would it oh maybe if we put it into a mobile app and then all of a sudden it's like something comes well, that's out where back, po- back pocket that's a song about back pocket put it in your pocket in your back pocket that i heard y'all testing as a sample for a beer ad yeah and I said, I'm buying the song. Well, we knew that the client would never buy it. It was just like a placeholder. Yeah. And it was like, well, banking in your pocket. Yeah. That, I mean, I think before it was just, that's a cool song. And it was like, no, no, this is actually, we were like, what product could we put? We were like, mobile banking. It's banking in your pocket. And then it was funny because I was like, hey, they got another song called 1612. That'd be a good Zelle split the bill thing. So we came up with this concept where a bill cost 32.24. And when you split it, it was 1612. Yeah. Anyway, and then right when we bought it, they go on um, Colbert, Colbert, yeah, and sing the song live on national television. And then Apple came out with a spot with Back Pocket in it that was very similar conceptually. But the point is, that's music I'd never, I'd never. This is a band called Wolfpack, never heard of them. I could tell you this, and this is a brag, and a dumb, and a and a dumbness. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just sit and spend hours at night reading Wikipedia. I read encyclopedias when I was a kid. So, like, when I, I'm not a, I don't purport to know everything, and that's why I keep reading it and keep learning. I, I love being able to reference and experience that and just going out and doing stuff. No, I'm not a great golfer, but I play golf. I'll play tennis with you. I'll, you know, I'll go rock climbing. I mean, I'm the you guy. You hit a golf ball through the cart right beside your head. Or and then the next round I will uh, birdie every hole. <laughs> I've been there for both of them. <laughs> John, John seriously thought he's like you've been playing me my like we're not even betting like I showed up and was for for nine holes was on average I will beat Josh by ten to fifteen strokes. But one time he shows up and just like goes like I don't know two under for like seven holes and I'm like what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> if you don't know what that means and I get it, but it's. I watched some YouTube videos and improved my skill. 
I wouldn't put it past you to be staying up till like four in the morning watching like just, Tiger Woods swing camp or something. You know, just something made up. I didn't do that, but when I did first like get invited, that's what I did. It's like I watched YouTube or videos of Tiger Woods hitting a golf ball, and I'm like, well, that who who better to learn and observe what the technique is? Now, I have a weird memory. Which John can tell you. Don't say don't say anything to Josh if you don't want to hear it again. At some point, brought up in the most awkward time possible. <laughs> but really, it's it goes back to that. I do believe I'm in, in in an elite class of marketers, but it's not because I mean it's like I'm the Pete Rose of marketing. I'm I'm the Charlie Hustle. Like I am out trying to find new information and put those two pieces together. So. If you're wondering, and and again, I want to be real clear, this isn't to Sean. Sean's a, a, a I mean, he and I, he's got some of the coolest bank marketing spots. Um, this is to the audience, and I think it's good for everybody. I, I invite you guys to look look up their spots. It's Heritage Bank in Olympia. Um, really, really love his spots. Has a has a very cool way to focus on the differences. Way way present. Using local business and celebrating those differences. I don't know. I cannot remember the name of the campaign, um, but it was a really, really, really strong campaign. So this again isn't speaking to Sean. It's more answering his question. But don't be surprised when you don't have ideas if you're not putting anything into the engine. I mean, you have to be. If you have a routine that you you know get up, eat your bowl of cereal or your pop tart, and you know, watch a minute of the same news channel and get in the car and listen to the same radio station and go to work and you read the same magazine and you watch the same TV spots and go to... You're going to fall in a trap. You you are in a trap You'll fall already. In the same bank trap. What I see, not just of where I'm learning, there there's no manual for this stuff, right? There, um, I mean, that's the... When you say... When I say things like the world is, is behind, the world of bank marketing is behind, there's not a whole lot to learn from a group of people that's behind. So if you have, if you want to be ahead, it is looking at the world and maybe not even, yes, absolutely, the advertising world. Um, I had the, the, the technical training of a great, great mentor, a guy named Dwayne Birch, who since passed on. I, when I started Mavis Agency, it was Mavis Birch Agency in 2008. Dwayne and I um, owned this company together uh, until I bought him out uh, a year and a half in. So mid 2010 um but before that Dwayne was a fantastic mentor i believe in mentors i, I think they're like impossible if you're a mentor seeker you'll never find them yeah i, I agree with that people you can have been asked awkward, to be a mentor yeah, it's kind of awkward it's like okay but do i, I it same work. as you I, I think you just find it like yeah. i can name 10 people men women whatever, that have been kind of mentor-ish at times. I think it's the moment of when you're with them. And a lot of times when it's happening, it's not like, be my mentor and let's have a mentor lesson. It's just like, dude, you're around me. You're like, yeah, it's osmosis. It's what you said you're earlier. You're with them, and it, you ha- but you have to be absorbing. I think, one, you have to be absorbing. You, have to, you can't just be the note taker. You have to be paying attention to what's going on in the room while you're taking the notes. Yeah. I think that's why when you're a junior staffer at any company or, or junior level or management trainee or whatever, it's not just when someone says, take notes or go make a survey or, or learn about credit, whatever. When you're in those meetings to take notes, learn what the thought is that went into yeah, it. Or if you're a marketer with executive management and you really don't have a place at that table very much, here's the thing I'll tell you if you know you're doing it right or wrong. You should be ticked off. And this is what I mean by that. As a junior person, you should, you're doing it right if you have ideas. If you feel like, well, if they just listen to me, 
And if they're not listening to you, I'm not saying. But that, you have to know when. Yeah, I and, mean, and I guess as a junior person, more than anything, because this is another commonality is like. As, as younger guys are like, no one's listening to our great ideas. Oh, if they would just listen to me. And now the dogs have caught the car and it's like, dang, I wish you didn't have all this responsibility <laughs> yeah, at times. Well, yeah, I'll be in a meeting and the table will kind of look and go, well, what's the marketing plan? Where's the idea? And you're like, oh, um, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but but I, I guess that that healthy frustration of of listening so closely that you're 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 taking not just taking the notes, but you're inputting that information and then turning it in. Frustration is, I think, a good sign of a good marketer. That that you're you're outpacing. I'm continually frustrated. You, you know that. Yeah. I'm one of the most frustrated people. I'm positively frustrated. I don't yeah. think I'm a pessimist, but I'm very frustrated. I'm positive you're a pessimist. You're positive I'm a pessimist. But but it is that I don't think I'm a pessimist. No, you're not. But it's a healthy frustration of the world's not moving fast enough. I want my he and I both share this. The work's not getting done fast enough. Let's get this thing done because I'm already tired of it, so I can move on to the next one. But I think the frustration in a day-to-day or a junior, as you're, as you're in those things, having a better idea that, that knows you're listening. You don't have to be frustrated. I guess that's a pessimistic way to look at it. But if you're not generating ideas around what you're hearing, you're probably just hearing them and not listening to them. To the point of Sean's question again, though, like, how do you know? I think it's you got to put the work in. I mean, LeBron James good at basketball because he he's naturally LeBron James. LeBron James. I like the mustache didn't let the full work Ron, out there. Ron, well, when you know him as well as I do, Ronnie. You know, Ronnie James is my buddy. Ronnie James anyway, Dio. That's I mean, actually who he was talking I mean, about. The, the Bill Gates of the world didn't just become Bill Gates. Like he's coding like all the time as a kid for ten thousand hours and whatever that yeah. you know that equation. Musicians they've played like our. Our buddy in the um, Heathen Sons, who went up to Nashville and saw that the guitarists were all better than him, so he just locked himself in a. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't just see they were. He got turned down a lot, but he but he would see him too at the yeah. at the band auditions about how good these guys are, and he's like, I've just got to lock myself in a room for a year and just play, like do nothing but just play, and then show back up for an audition. So it's Josh and I don't just walk into rooms. Oh, let's make a marketing plan. We have studied it so much from ad age and LinkedIn post of of advertisers, and then. You know, the Gary Vanderchuk podcasts and stuff. And Tom I'm not, Goodwin. Well, they're both good mark. They're good strategists in yeah. what they talk about. And then I like David Beebe too. But I get, I like guy, guys and gals that go against them. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't just ascribe to like that opinion yeah, is it. That's another thing. Like, like, like I might be an acolyte of one, and I might be an acolyte of, of the exact opposite, and I take the best of what it is and put it into what works for us. Mm-hmm. And so I hate when people. Well, that he didn't say. Well, he's not in banking. He's a generalist. And I think that's another thing that that people, whether it's politics or whatever. And I'm going to say a word that means that, that has a meaning in politics, but I mean it outside of politics. But sort of partisan thinking, you know, like party line thinking. Oh, if the if they think that, it must not be good. And not looking at the counterpoint. I would say in both sides. I think maybe when clients think I would push back on something more or whatever, and I'm like, no, I see the point. I hate it. I don't like it. Or, or a reason to you know maybe stall a an advancement in something. Yeah, maybe the bank's really not ready for it, or maybe whatever. I could see. I I, I think being able, being open minded to see both sides. Because of that, I am a the reason I could say nonpartisan. I am a political moderate. It's you're both wrong. <laughs> it's more than uh, are partially wrong, but you're also possibly both have a point. If I could tell anybody you know like somebody's like what's the purpose of life or whatever the secret to being a good advertiser is simple in statement difficult in action it is 
literally knowing everything. The more you know, the more you're absorbing, the more inputs you have. And listen, you know, read David Ogilvie's book, um, Confessions of an Advertising Man, and then read, um, man, I can't Whipple, think. what's the... Yeah, Whipple, uh, Luke Sullivan. Is yeah, fair. that's a really good one. Read the people that don't, that don't agree with the, the Each other, other person. Yeah, can give you an enlightening, enlightening view of of what's going on. But don't be surprised if you don't have ideas. If you're just like, I'm a marketer, and they they just have to come. You can't be tactical person all the time. Because yeah. that that was what I think I fell into early in my career. I was like. They get it done, just do the tactics, whatever. And I thought, this might not be right. And what, what strategy should we push forward? And then what tactics support that strategy? I see a lot of marketers that too. It's like, well, I've got to get the direct mail done. I've got to have my phone bank set up right. I've got that. And you're like, why are you going through all these motions for things that don't, I mean, do you know they're working? Yeah. Well, and, and, what, things- and, what, and what do you look to accomplish? Because if you're just looking to accomplish a 1%, return on a direct mail piece. I mean, like, are you really doing marketing or are you just churning out paper that has an, an ad on it? That, I mean, seriously. I, I mean, like, it's more administrative. It, it, that's my point is like, I'm not knocking direct mail as a thing. It's a good tactic. It can it can bring customers in. But like, if you're going to be a marketing director or a marketing strategist or a CMO of a company, have some type of like, where do you want to take it? I, I've When I got in my role at Renaissance four years ago, whatever, I have about a five-year plan and I'm about a year away from Now, this year has knocked it back. So I'm probably about a year or two away from good, where, where good, I want it. I thought I was getting fired. <laughs> no, We've no, no. mission accomplished. Where I'm trying to Going get, out of business where I'm trying to get the brand to be. Uh, now, there's much more to do after that, but it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like the Patriots. You've won a few Super Bowls. What are you going to change up to keep the dynasty going? Because, uh, I mean, we've gone from $2.7 billion to $14 billion. And how do we get to 30 now? I mean, and you change the scale, you change your tactic, you change your brand, you're in different markets. Uh, once you change your brand, you change the strategy of how you reach new markets. If you're just bumping around on mail and phone and web and you're just doing things because you see other banks do them, that's not marketing. That's just like doing task. And that's why I think too many bank marketers are taskmasters and not really marketers because the banks won't allow them to, one, or they haven't built the trust. Or they don't have the ideas. Or the, if you don't, find an agency or partner yeah. that does. Well, that's the thing. You've got to find something other than just being taskmaster marketing person for a bank that doesn't have a strategy, doesn't have a goal yeah. to get somewhere. You're just like, well, we got the next project to get done. We got to get posters because we do posters every year in the branches. Or this is what they said to do at the this last what, conference. This is what I learned from the my former marketing director who I took their job when they moved me up. And you're like, figure out a way to take the brand somewhere. And, and I would say that. It is if you're asking the same question that Sean asked. And I'll tell you, I mean, I am proud of our outcomes and our efforts. Um, I would be lying. And I do think, again, the reason we switched to bank marketing only is because we had a, a thing to tell. And that's why we do a podcast. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, John has a job. I, I mean, this benefits me more than him that I get my voice out to you guys as potential clients. Uh, but it also probably alienates. <laughs> it makes as many people not want to call me like that goofy guy. What? What the crap, but... But that saves you the time of having yeah, to off-board and on-board somebody. But the thing I want to give Dwayne credit, even though he's passed on, is is um, I had a great mentor who was 72. I was 28 when we started Mabus Agency. He was 72. And um, director of marketing for Cadbury Schweppes, 7-Up, their, their beverage division, Schweppes, sodas, um, ginger ale. God rest him. Guy was smart as could be. Yeah. Now he had Dr. A, Pepper. He, he had a... A little rough personality sometimes. Yeah, he was a guy that had been at the elite and moving to Mississippi and talking to a bunch of rednecks. 
Um, but he and I were were tight. I mean, um, we shared a love of blackjack. We went and played cards. I mean, I spent. That's the other thing is, I spent a lot of time with Dwayne. He and I were. It wasn't just like, hey, let's sit down and talk to work or let's mentor for a couple of hours. But I spent a lot of time. I put a lot into it. And, you know, that, at the end of the day, that's the deal. If you're asking how to advance yourself, you got to put in – it's practice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You don't just show up on the court ready to play or the golf course ready to play. You have to have practiced. One of the most frustrating and, things I did well, is I wanted to play piano. Well, I say this, write. Just yeah. write a lot. No one has to even read it. Learn to write. Write To ads. write copy and yeah. write ads. Write dummy ads. In design, I, I don't. That's not my skill set, but learn how to design. I can tell you what I like. I can't make it happen necessarily. Yeah. Uh, learn, but I can write. I mean, and, and don't judge my little book that I voiceover wrote. While I was, but I mean, I can write ads when I have to. Yeah. And then know how to lead, know how to get people to get to where you want them to go and, and give them what they want to get them there. That's, that's the big advice I have. So, Josh. I'll let you close this one out since you opened it up. And my, my advice is learn, learn, learn. Conferences, reading, podcasts, all that stuff you hear. But then but we talked the about this too. We've talked about this too because we see people all the time talk about reading a lot or podcasting a lot. You've got to learn how to put it into practice. Yeah, I played sports. We mentioned sports time with so many kids that could sit there and they could shoot free throws and hit 100 in a row. But when you put them in a game, they couldn't make a jump shot or lay it because they could just do one thing and it wasn't active it wasn't real play yeah, coming off a block and shooting no, no, is yeah, way different yeah, than just way, shooting at the line with someone running at you and having the i mean so my point is is like practice practice but then put it into play yeah so and that's the thing is the i'll wrap up with what john said is learn but learn outside the industry reading books is good but do that and and watch tv and get the news and do this and then again don't fall into Learn from banking also, but that's that's one of your facets. I'm not knocking don't don't learn from banking. I'm certainly not knocking the conferences. We love all the conferences we attend, but that's part of it um, that keeps us in you know in the compliant in the focused range. And then you have to be willing to try these ideas, to do them, to commit it, and know that we can't mitigate every risk. That we can't. Again, I gave this example a podcast or two ago where a bank said, "Show me something new." Now show me where somebody else did that. It can't all be done like that. So learn both inside and outside of banking, inside and outside of reading. There is no textbook for it. Learn by doing, learn by trying, and learn by you know trial, and hopefully your error is relatively low. I guess this is it for Marketing Money Podcast. We'll see you next time. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.